know the vibes. Another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K22. Mamootsi, BJ Armstrong, live and direct from the hotel in Boston, Massachusetts. Which is around the corner from the arena. The fans outside, all of them wearing green. Game is tomorrow, or when you listen to this, the game is tonight. Game four of the NBA Finals, a crucial game. Everyone says game five is the must win, but I always feel like game four is the must win because you have the chance to either go 3-1 up or have the series tied at 2-2. Now, the common opinion amongst fans and everyone I've been speaking to is saying, oh, the Warriors will win. It'll be 2-2 and then it's going to be seven games. Having said that, I don't know. No one knows. (laughs) Who knows? But I know who you're picking. All I know is... (laughs) I, you're 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 old. You're what? You're what? Owen. You're everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm Owen yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know who you're picking. Okay, so I was a shoot around today with the Celtics, and then I was supposed to be a shoot around with the Warriors, but the Warriors said no shoot around. Go home. So they didn't have the media in there. Now there were some theories floating about from people. They said, oh, maybe Steph's injured, and they don't want anyone to see how injured he is. I think Steve Kerr just wants to shout at his guys for losing the game last night. I don't know what's going he on. He wants to do what? Shout at his players. Or or have a proper practice without media cameras and everything there. You know what I'm saying? BJ, when a team cancels their shoot around or their practice in the morning, what does that mean? I, I, I try to... You know, you know what's really hard is... It's really hard for me... I know Steve. <laughs> and if I really wanted to know that answer, I would just call Steve... And ask him, and I and that's the one thing. And even if I did talk to Steve today, yes, I wouldn't tell why he did it. Yes, okay. So here's my here's my best guess. All right, and I'm not. I don't. I mean, when you were a player and you had a shoe round scheduled, and what are some of the reasons why the coach would cancel it? Okay, that's a better way. I'm not asking why the Warriors. See, this is it's hard for me because I know there are young listeners, and I want to be responsible to our young listeners. Yeah. But here we are, and we have to tell it, but you got to put it in its proper context. No one practices at this time, <laughs> okay? The biggest fantasy is guys are working on their game. No. It's the finals. No one hasn't practiced since, like, January. Mm-hmm. Okay, professional sports, ladies and gentlemen, no one practices. Why? There are too many games. Okay. They, they, they don't do it. Walkthroughs and stuff like that. If I got to figure out what you're doing 110 games into the season, Mo, it's, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good, <laughs> it's a pretty good indication you're probably never going to get it. Okay. Okay. The reason they're not practicing, as you and I were watching the game last night, I told you, and I'm going to tell our listeners here, youth will be served. Yes. This is a young man's game. The reason Steve Kerr doesn't even want his guys to come in the gym is because of the following. Those guys played at 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. The game didn't end at 12. It's not like you go back to your room. Maybe when you were younger, you would go back and go right to sleep. (laughs) Nope. He wants his guys to get off their feet, get away from the game, begin the recovery process, because when you're young, it's easier for you to recover 
within these 48 hours. Yeah. This is a tough game for the Warriors. Not because of the it's game four. They only have one day to recover. Yeah. I, why do they not space it out a little bit more? Because television and money dictates everything. Mm. It's just hard. That's the business. But the first two games had more space between but, them. That's because we want to put them on the best dates. We want to put them on Sundays. We want to put it on Wednesdays. We want to put it on. Fr- These are the best dates okay. for TV. Yeah. There's the basketball business, Mo. Yeah. And then there's the business of basketball. Yeah. And they both got to go hand in hand. Okay. So this is going to be a tough game for the Warriors. And for the Warriors, this is probably the most difficult game because of the quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. Okay? This is a a quick turnaround for them. So the most important thing, which we'll share here, is I was looking at the end of that game. And what did I tell you with the last three minutes when he he substituted all Trying to get them some rest. This is what we spoke about yesterday. I, I said, oh. I said, Steve is, you know what, he's already preparing because he knows he got two chances to get one. Yeah. And those guys... They expended, in my opinion, an enormous amount of energy to get back in that game. Yeah. That's a lot of energy to come back and then lose by 16. Mm-hmm. And then within a 48-hour, turn it around and have to do it all over again. This is going to be a difficult game. This could be a game where everyone's coming in and going, oh, man, this is going to be great. And it very well could. You know, you've seen stranger things. But this also, if I was coaching the team, I would be afraid that we're going to lose by 30. Yeah. Why? Because they're bigger. They're, they're younger. Mm-hmm. And when you're younger, you have a better chance to recover than when you're 33, yeah. 34 yeah. years of age. And this is a very, very – I'm really concerned just because the of the Warriors. quick turnaround. Now, the Warriors, like great teams and great players, they will surprise you. That's why we're going to go see. Yeah. But just from my understanding of playing and being a professional athlete at one point, I'm really concerned about this game four. Not the game. Not that they don't want to win. It's just sometimes your body at 33, 34 years of age, it just don't bounce back. Yeah. And every athlete will tell you, sometimes when you was young, you play on a back-to-back, no problem. When you get old, yeah, it's hit or miss. Yeah. It, it's a, so you're playing at a higher intensity, more at stake, more stress, and a shorter amount of time to recover. That's a and, bad combination. You're, at home. you're living in a hotel. Family members, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Mo, this is I'm very concerned. So Steve Kerr, why didn't he practice? That makes sense. It ain't no it ain't, it ain't no secret. What are you gonna get? You gonna go in the gym and do what? We're gonna get up some shots. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna, do, we gonna get up shots. Let's get the ice. Let's, for what? Like, hey man, I just need you. I just need you to give me what you got Friday night. And I don't care what you got to do to get there, but I'm gonna ask you because our season is on the line. There's nothing to talk about, but you know I'm not gonna. I, I don't. I don't want to seem like guys don't practice, but you can't practice. You're a professional. Pros. Pros don't practice. 
you, that's why it's important to build good habits because those habits will follow you for the rest of your career. Well, that makes sense. And then, so when we're going to talk about the game plan for the next game, it sounds a lot to me like the game plan is going to be the exact same. Okay, well, this is not at this every point. Game, like you're three games in now, there's every, not too much you can change. Yeah, every game takes on its own personality. Okay, and the first game you fill out the team. The second game, you always want to feel like if you lost, that man they didn't beat us. We just didn't play well, but we can change some things. And then if you are the other team, you want to establish that this wasn't a fluke. Okay, so right now you have, for the Celtics, you won one, you lost one, you won one. Now the Celtics have an opportunity to display their dominance over this team by beating them two games in a row. Yeah. Okay, if you win one, lose one, win one, lose one, nothing's happened. Yeah. Okay, so... What is going on in game four? What's going on now is I know what you're going to do, Mo. I've seen your changes. You've seen my changes. Now everybody knows everybody's plays. By the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh game of the season, of the series, there is no more play calling. Yeah. I know your plays. You know our plays. We used to – it was a, it's, a, it's a point guard joke that runs in the league. I know your plays better than you know them. Yeah. Okay. We all know how Steph is going to get open, right? Yeah. <laughs> we all know <laughs> how Clay's going to get open. Yep. We know Marcus Smart, what he's going to do. Yeah. We know we we know everything that everybody's going to do at this stage. We know the plays as okay. good as the teams at this okay. point. Okay. We know that. Now we know the coaching style of what, he, what Coach Doka is going to do. We know the coaching style of Steve Kerr he's going to do. Mm-hmm. We know the substitution patterns. Mm-hmm. If suddenly Kaminga is the first guy off the bench, everybody in the arena is going to be like, oh, this is I, I wouldn't be surprised, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, it, but you, it, it, something has to happen or you got to get a contribution. Like I always tell you, you're always looking for unlikely contributions. Yeah. Now, this game is going to come down to one thing, effort and energy. That's all it's going to come down to. I know, I, I, you and I know the plays. So, so on that point, because we always talk about the rotation showing up, them going maybe seven, maybe eight deep, as in five stars and two or three players off the bench. Do you think the Warriors go a little bit deeper in their rotation with Kaminga and Moody and some of these younger guys? I, I don't unless there's foul trouble or something happens. What, what if it's just working? Like, like, what if they're just down and then they need the burst of energy? Okay, and and okay so they, they get down 20. Okay, I'll go to that guy. Okay. I, I have to allow <laughs> – there are certain things you got to do and you got to play respect to the guys who got you there. Yeah. Steph Curry deserves every opportunity to win a championship and then lose it. Mm-hmm. The last thing you want to do – is wake up at 40, 41, 42 and say, why did I take Steph out of the game? Yeah. Okay, example. For the life of me, Greg Popovich took Tim Duncan out of the game. The game six in Miami against the San Antonio Spurs. I have no idea. For you guys at home, this is the shot where you will have seen Ray Allen hit the corner three. That Ray Allen corner three came off a Miami offensive rebound off a LeBron James miss. 
because Tim Duncan was not in the game. I have no idea why Greg Popovich did that. I have not, to this day, I have no idea. But what I do know, if those guys help you win a championship, they have the right to defend that championship. Draymond, Klay Thompson, and Steph Curry, I'm playing them all the minutes they can play because they have the right. Yeah. They've, they, they've earned that right. And they don't want to be taken out of the game. If Steph Curry can play 48 minutes, if you said, Steph, if you play 48 minutes and you could win the game, would you do it? The answer is absolutely yes. We saw it with Jimmy Butler in Game 7. You got to do what you got to do. At this, there is no – he has to be committed to one thing, committed to the win. Yes. Just be committed to the win. And that's what you have to do at this stage. So I think right now, you know, Steph Curry, if he goes to his bench, it's yeah. not going to be at the expense of someone. Yeah. You know, Jonathan Kaminga is what? This is his first year. Well, yeah, if he can play and the situation arises for some reason, he needs to play and he's the guy up. Okay. But if I'm if I got a chance to put Kaminga in the game or put Andre Iguodala in the game, yeah, I hear it. Okay, now Kaminga next year when we're committed to playing, then now it's your turn to create okay. your memories. Yeah, I'm just thinking in terms of the burst of the energy now. If you're talking about the Celtics being a much bigger team, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing that Steve. Here's the thing every coach can't answer. How come so and so wasn't in the game? That's true. You, it's it's just like you got Steph Curry you got Steph Curry as an offensive well, as an well, offensive. I mean, you're uh, gonna have Steph Clay and Dre, but that still leaves the, the yeah. other two spots. Okay. So right, Ludi, Poole, whoever, Ottawa yeah, Jr., yeah, whatever you can afford yeah. to put in the younger yeah, guys. These guys are always gonna go with experience, okay. always, always. It's just like you know at the at the end of the game, Jonathan Kaminga is having a game of his life. Scores tied. You ain't giving two. him the ball. You go with <laughs> Steph, Curry, the ball. Steph Curry is, is two for 19. Let's say he's two for 19 from the field. No, I'm giving it to Steph. You're giving game. it to Steph. Absolutely. <laughs> there is no discussion here. So all of those are just, you know, people talking. But truth be told, Steve's got to figure out with his team. And his team has to figure out, do we have the energy necessary? Yeah. That, that, that's all it comes down to. They, they got to come out and win three games. They got to win three out of the next four. Yep. That's crazy to think about. They got to win three out of the next four. That, that's what it comes down to. Like all of this, they got to win three out of the next four. This is why it's important. This is why Steve did. These guys are so good on that sideline. They're always thinking about what's best for the team. You're seeing a really a phenomenal coaching job by these two. Oh, yeah, both of them. So for the Celtics, going into this next one, what's the mindset like, BJ? Because you've been in a position a number of times, up 2-1. What's the mindset going into that one? Because it's not like when you're up 1-0 on the road because you were like, oh, cool, we're playing with house money now because we stole one on the road. Now, you, now you're at home. Okay. 1-1 one, one at home, but you need the second one. So now you 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 have you have little tasks all right so the the task was we got to get one on the road done they got that they they got that yeah now if you can get two great but you get one you get one and you give yourself a chance to get two now 
They didn't play well in the third quarter, just like we saw last night. Yeah. But they weathered the storm. Yeah. What's the mindset here? Now they understand that they can be beat. The best teaching lesson for any team, for any player, is a loss. Yeah. Every time you lose now, you're one step closer. So they lose game two, and I'm going to give the Celtics credit because they came out and played with a sense of urgency that was necessary. They really came out, and they really established in game three that they were there for the fight. Now they have to reestablish what's the most important thing in game four, which is they're going to win the game in between the trenches. And what I mean by that is they're going to get all the loose balls. They're not going to be careless with the ball and just turn it over unnecessarily. They're going to make all of the correct plays on the offensive and defensive end, and they're willing to give the extra effort that's going to be necessary because you're not going to win this game in the first quarter or the mm-hmm. second, tier, second quarter. You're going to have to go to the extreme to win this game because you're playing against a team that's desperate. They, are the, they won a championship not because they were just more talented than everyone. They won a championship because they were willing to go to the extreme yeah. to win it. Okay? So now they have to win the game in the trenches. Okay, if someone gets physical, we have to match that intensity. That's what I told you at the game, too. Draymond Green brought the fight to the game in game two. And nine times out of ten, the team that's most aggressive is going to win the game. Yeah. I ain't say the team that's going to make the most threes. I didn't say the team that's going to come out and, and run the best offense. The team that's the most aggressive. The thing that was impressive about game three for the Celtics fans, was Grant Williams brought it, Uncle Al brought it, and oh my goodness, did the Time Lord bring it. Yes, sir. Hey, Time Lord hey, Time Lord won the game, and their bigs won the game in the trenches. Yeah. Okay? That's the difference in the game. So the first thing I'm going to watch for in game four is, let me assure you this. Draymond Green is going to come out and I'm 100 and establish he is going to win the game in the trenches. Okay. Why? Because he knows he, he man has a heart of a champion. Yeah. He knows how to win a game. Yeah. Okay. Everybody's focusing today. Everyone's focusing today, which is making me laugh. Oh, look at his numbers. And. And I, I've not heard anyone say, look at his numbers. Um, okay. W- 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 what are you saying? I don't really listen to stuff. <laughs> well, I'm really, going to tell you, I, I listen I to really, him today. I don't really, Everybody I, I'm talk heard, about his I'm numbers. I've everyone talking about his podcast today. Everybody talk. Everyone's talking about everything except. But my whole thing with Draymond is he could have zero, 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 zero on the stat line and still win a game. Because he's he one of the few players but, that can do that. Because he, because that's my point. He understands winning basketball. Most people who, most people in the people in our profession, they're just looking at the numbers. Mm. He is a player. There are some players who can contribute to winning 
by not scoring. He doesn't have to score. He just doesn't. Yep. He just knows he, he, he has an ability to contribute and affect the bottom line. Yeah. It's just, it's just what he does. Yeah, and that's he, just and what he's he one did. of the best at it. He, 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 he might be one of the only. There's not many players he, in the NBA who can win a game he, without you, you scoring a basket. He doesn't. He doesn't have to put up twenty, ten, and he can. He can affect the game, but when he loses the battle, mm-hmm. the team loses. The team doesn't have a chance. Yeah, because every winning team has to win that. You don't win the game by just shooting threes. You have to win the game in the trenches. Yeah. How do the Boston Celtics front line then respond to the tone Draymond's going to come out and set in the next game? Well, 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 it's one of him. But last time I got it, it's like three. It's a minimum of three of them. If you're going to include Daniel Tice, it's four. Okay. And and, and it, 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 I'm not even going to include Daniel Tice in his four <laughs> because you got Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is the one that's guarding him. Yeah. He's guarding him for three games now. Yeah. I've seen Marcus Smart. That's five. Mm. Now, that's what I've seen. Yeah. Now, maybe you've seen something different. So the battle, he's got – What? that's what was so incredible with watching game two. I was like, wait a minute. Okay, get, wait a minute. How is he overwhelming the entire front line? And he was guarding a guard. And he guarded <laughs> Jalen Brown. And, he, and Tatum as well. Okay. So my thing is, all right, you can bring the fight, but you got to fight six guys. You can't be six guys. You can win your one-on-one matchup. Yeah. You might can win your center matchup. Yeah. But he, that's why I was like, hmm, this is odd. I, I, I told you right after game two, I was like, wait a minute. You got three starters – that only scored two points. Yeah. Three starters. Yeah. That scored two points apiece. Rob Williams, Al Horford, Marcus Smart. They got it done in game three, though. So we're hey, going to see game four. Absolutely. My question for the Warriors is the rebounding, because they got crushed on the glass. How do they address that, especially with a smaller team? Is there any way or any chance of them? Because usually... The team with the most rebounds has more possessions and more baskets wins the game. Is there any way for the Warriors to three point address shooting that without three point shooting offsets everything? It's kind of like a it's it's kind of like the great equalizer. Yes. So normally I would make a big deal about that, but I can't now because Steph Curry and Klay Thompson have the ability to shoot 47 percent from three, which nullifies a fifteen point rebounding advantage for yeah. the other team. Okay. You know, Steph Curry and these guys, believe it or not, they were up in the third quarter. Yeah. I was terrified. They were up. Like, look, look I ain't going to lie. I was terrified. So they had a seven-point play. Then they had a Jason Temp turnover led to a Wiggins dunking transition. Yeah. Had Steph Curry hitting three after three. Had Clay Thompson flying off screens and hitting threes. It was worrying times. Well, when you – that's what makes this team unique. Everyone, you know, like – they don't have to rebound well. Why? Steph Curry is capable of going seven for eight at any given moment. Eight for eight. And the other guy is very capable of doing the same. Yeah. So that nullifies turnovers, not rebounding well, 
and all the other things because they have that ability. Now, if you can defend them and he can shoot 30% and they don't do that, now you're talking to me. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the great debate when you played against the Golden State Warriors. You're going to pick your poison. Steph Curry is going to make it. See, they, they, everyone's trying to figure out how to stop the guy. Oh, well, why? Why are they not going no over the top? It's like you said, shooting 46% or shooting 36%. But you, you can't. People were asking, I heard it last night, why are they going under? Why are they playing drop coverage? You try stopping Steph Curry. It ain't like everybody. everybody tr- he has seen every defensive scheme yep. known to man. Yep. Do y'all really think? Do y'all really think people are asking that question? And and I just don't say anything. This is like the start of game one. They were like, oh, the Celtics are dropping so deep. But it wasn't it, – do you think the Celtics do you realize are playing that on – or do you think they were just making mistakes? No. This guy is that good. Exactly. He's the, He makes it look so easy that if you get up on him, he's going to go around you. If you stay back on him, he's going to shoot it. If you get caught on the screen, that's just all the time you need. These are. Do you realize how tough these? Let me, let me tell you something. Let me. I I couldn't shoot nowhere near Steph Curry. BJ's been humble. He's an above forty percent three point shooter in the playoffs. Right? No, no, I, I, nowhere near where he shoots. This guy shoots under duress. But let me tell you something about it's hard about shooting with, with a guy my size. Do you realize he never sees the rim? He's not like Kevin Durant or Jason Tatum, where they're big enough that they can actually see the rim. Rob Williams is running, and Al Horford is running at Steph Curry. So he's shooting off muscle memory. He's shooting off of, like, I know the rim is there. I got to get it off because Al is 6'10", or yeah. Rob Williams is 6'10". Jalen Brown, Jason, they're all bigger than him. Do you realize he never sees the rim? Like, I, I, That's I, crazy. I, yeah. When I played, I never saw. When you drive to the basket, you don't see the rim. Yeah. Listen, okay, Shaq is coming. I'm driving to the basket, and Shaq comes up. I'm not looking at the rim. Mm. Do you realize? That, that's what I'm saying. When he's shooting those shots, and I know he makes him look like he you're looking look at the coverage. Easy. He makes it look too easy. This guy makes four-point plays in the NBA Finals. Seven point. <laughs> Do you, he's not even seeing the rim. Imagine if he could see the rim. Yeah, he would never miss. He would probably he would probably shoot 90%. Yeah. So this is, what, this is why I'm so, I mean, it's so impressive. And the quickness of his release as well. His ability to just shoot the ball. Well, when like, you shoot, when you, it's not, it's not the quickness. It's the fact that he has the ability to do something off of memory. Because he's not, he's not getting a clean look. Yeah. It's not like, sometimes when you watch KD, he just rise up and shoot it. Yep, same And there's nothing you can do. Jason Tanner, he'll just rise up and shoot it. Or you'll see LeBron, or you'll see Jordan, or the late Kobe Bryant. You know, when you're big, you can just rise up and shoot. He never sees the rim. Think about that. And when he has, when he's open, I've never thought he, about he never he's really sick. misses. And he's never really open. Like, and he's it, never open. That's what I'm saying. It's very rare that he's getting a wide open. And when he is open, he, it probably feels weird to him because he's like, I can actually see the rim. Yeah. And that probably throws him off. But when you're small like, like, like us, like he's 6'2", 6'3", i never thought about that. Oh, well, well, I've thought about it because, you know what, when I'm in the backyard shooting around with my kids, it's like, oh, wow, 
That's what the yeah. rim looks like. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, you just assume NBA guys can't, you know what I mean? You, you never see it. You, you never, you're 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, you never see the rim. Like, I know the rim is there. And the fact that he has practiced so much that he can put the ball and just feel it without actually seeing it. Like, he knows the rim is right there. He catches it, and he knows somebody's behind him, and he shoots it off total memory. Muscle memory here, and he shoots it, and it's just a feel. That, crazy. to me, is, is, is the crazy. He's got guys coming from behind him, a guy coming in front of him. And, and here's the thing as well. And I know it's the three-point shooting area and everyone's shooting threes, but no one does it like Steph. Like, yeah, there, they, they been, compare a lot of guys to him, but yeah, he is been, the there's, best. There's, there, there's, been, there's been guys who can shoot like right now in the league. Right no, now no, in the no, league, no, no, no. he is far and away the best. I'm going to say this. It takes a lot of things to happen in the right set of circumstances for it to get there. I've seen some amazing shooters in, yeah. my, in my NBA career. I'm talking about right now, though. Listen. See, what, you, I'm, what I'm saying is that everyone says, oh, Trey Young's the new Steph Curry or Jordan Poole's going to be the next Steph Curry. But there's level like Steph okay. Curry is so good. Okay, Steph Curry is an amazing shooter. Even these guys who are great Steph as Curry's well. Steph Curry is an amazing shooter. He's an amazing. He's an amazing shooter. He's. A, I, I can't say anything. But let me tell you something. Let me let, let me just say this. This isn't a standalone. They set incredible screens for him. <laughs> Not average screens. Moving screens. I mean, I mean, great screens. These are an amazing screens. Okay, amazing screens. Okay, and and that's not taking away anything. Every shooter, especially a small guy, you got to have incredible screeners. That's just yeah. that's just a fact. Yeah, that's why. Well, I'm gonna, gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. You watch the screens that they set for him. Mm-hmm. You, you will appreciate and understand why he gets open. Okay, there isn't another team in the league that rescreens better than him. Not one team in the league. So I don't want to hear about other guys because there's only one team that actually runs a rescreen. Who else runs that play? Yeah, think it's just really Draymond when he's setting a screen for Steph. Who throws the ball and then runs around and gets it? No one else runs that play other than the Warriors. Yeah. So. But imagine if we did do it with Trey. Maybe he learns how to – maybe Damian Lillard learns how. Maybe these other guys who can shoot, he's the only guy that does it, though. Yeah. So that's a tribute to him. Mm-hmm. That's a tribute to the coaching staff. That's a tribute to the players. It takes a, set, a, set, a, 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 certain, a certain amount of – you know, it just – it comes together. Like, everything's got to come together for you. It's yeah. not like he's a, 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 a an isolation player. Yeah. It's not like when you throw it to Jordan or Kobe or Kevin Durant, those guys are just in isolation. You're like, go get me a bucket. Those are like standalone players. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they're playing with you and I. It doesn't matter if it's playing with whoever they're playing with. But Steph Curry, imagine if he didn't play with guys who set screens. What would that look like? Yeah. Well, you see him kind of – there's been a lot of times in his career where he's kind of struggled a little bit in towards the end of games. When he struggled when Draymond to. wasn't playing. Yeah. This year. Yeah. That's just one guy. 
Yep. Draymond is the one who says he does a great job of going and setting a screen and then just turning his body to When Draymond is dribbling up the court. Let's just, let's just say this. When Draymond is dribbling up the court, is there any idea? Is there, is there, is there, any, is there any doubt? <laughs> no. You, you understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So, now, I don't think Clint Capella is doing that for Trey Young. Yeah. Clint Capella ain't dribbling in nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nurkic isn't doing that for Damian Lillard. Yeah. No, no disrespect to those guys. But when Draymond has it, yeah. That's a different game when you know that's the play and that is the system. Yeah. Okay, so there's been some amazing shooters, but things got to come together for you. And it has come together for him in a way that we haven't seen. Okay? He's, he's every, in a perfect place, perfect environment, perfect it's timing. A, it's a perfect for everybody, though. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to worry. He doesn't have to worry about. So everybody, let's say him and Jokic were playing together. Let's say him and Jokic were playing together. On paper, you go, oh my god, oh my gosh, Jokic, back to back MVP. Steph Curry, back to back MVP. But Jokic has got to now not post up. Why? Because Steph's never played up. He's never played with a post up player. Yeah, they even had Andrew Bogut, but he would be more on the elbow. He was a terrific passer. Screens, making passes. Think about this. He's he's a he's been in the Garden League what 12, 13 years now, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. He's never ever had to play with a big who was a post up player. Yeah, or like be successful with it. So he's always had the ability. But it, having said that, just on your point of Jokic and, and Curry playing together, I think because Steph Curry commands so much attention, the other. Three players on that team would receive those passes from Jokic, and it would help them more That's than it helps Steph Curry. Provided they can get some stops and do some other things on the other end. Everybody's act like we're playing three on three basketball. No, you you got to get it off the you you got to stop somebody. You have to spacing, time, score, and all those things. Now, my point being is, is that when you are a guard, all guards, myself included. The thing that we love more than anything is playing with guys who can set screens. Yeah. Okay. Nine times out of ten, you see most guards play off screens off the dribble. Steph Curry does it off the dribble, but he's exceptional off the pass. Yeah. No one does that. Yeah. He does it both. Because Clay is great off the pass. Very rare you see him dribbling into threes unless Steph it's in Curry transition. will set a screen. And he'll do all this stuff. And then just when you think you've defended him well, he passes it and cuts around that guy. Yeah. No one does that. Yeah. Okay? It's like, it's like he's just having fun with it. Like, play around. And then he may catch it back and not like that one and throw it to Draymond over there, and then there's another screen. You just don't see that. Well... Maybe we're going to see it in game four. Well, we, we got to see. We're going to see everything we need to see. We're going to see a few things. The Warriors are going to need to see a lot of that. Here, here's a, I want to say this before before we go. Yes. The Boston Celtics, I want to make sure that I acknowledge this. I was very impressed with Boston because a lot of times when you, when you get to these big moments, the lights shine bright and sometimes the players shrink. Yes. The lights weren't too bright for the Celtics. They really showed up in game three. 
and they responded under duress. Yeah, I think the Game 7 in Miami and Game 7 in Milwaukee, or Game 7 against Milwaukee, two very high-pressure situations kind of prepared. Well, this the is the NBA Finals. This is a different game. Yeah. This is, this is, this is a little... But it's there's pressure. More, there's more it's media. There's more expectation. And there isn't, like, a distraction. It's not like... You know, you play the East Coast game, and then you got, and then you forget about that game because tomorrow night we're going to the West Coast. Yeah, these guys got to sit around in these cities for two, three, four, five days and hear the same questions. The same. This is the only game yeah. that's being yeah. played. I was, I was laughing because I was I was at the press conference. Like, everyone just always. So how are you feeling ahead of Game Four? Yeah. So yeah. what are your thoughts on Game Three, man? These guys and, and give the Celtics credit now. This game is going to provide another challenge. And the challenge is, can they take the, 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 the punch of the Golden State Warriors? Because they're going to come out scratching, clawing, and fighting. Yes. I don't know how it's going to turn out. You're going to ask me who's going to win. I have no idea. But what I do know is that the Celtics now have an opportunity in front of them. They Real have, name, no predictions. That's the, the new nickname. Yeah. That's because yeah. you, 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 you can't you can't predict. They have, and I know that the Warriors. Oh, they're gonna be playing desperate now. They gotta fight and, for and, it. And, and how am I going to make a prediction when you know somebody has the know-how and the knowledge, the heart, and all of that to win the game? You can't bet against that. So you're predicting the Warriors. But what I'm predicting is this: the Celtics have an opportunity now. To really take grasp of something, yeah, that's, that's they a can, fact. It's not a prediction. They, they, yeah, they, they, they. Now, easier said than done, but I do know that the Golden State Warriors. This isn't like a gimmick team. This isn't like, well, what do you think they're no, going to do? Been, they've been here, except for the been two here. injury years. They're here. This is what they do. This is what they do. So how are you going to bet against that? You can't bet it. Like how, how are you going to bet against? The only thing you can say is, no. I told you who I thought was the best team left standing. I told you that, mm-hmm. but you continue to ask me who's going to win the who's going to win the game. I told you who I think is going to win the series. I told you who I thought was the best team still playing, but the Warriors deserve to be treated like champions. Okay, they deserve it. Now, I can't. I'm getting to the game early. Yeah, because I got to look at the warmups. I want to see. Let's do it. I want to get there. I want to see it. I want to hear the pregame speeches. I want to see what they go. I want to look at the body language. Because this game was probably going to be won or lost in the first five or seven minutes of the game. And we're going to be there live and direct. You can catch us on Sky TV. But in the meantime, you can catch us on the Hoop Genius podcast presented by NBA 2K22 every morning. So make sure you're subscribed, leave a review, leave a rating. Mm. BJ and I will be back breaking down what happens in game four. And hopefully we'll be headed to San Francisco and the Boston Celtics will have a 3-1 lead. If not, 2-2. Best of three series. Either way, I'm excited. Can't wait to get it. We'll see you guys soon. Get buckets.